Hello everyone, welcome to The Vechai Show Season 3. I am your host, Shari. And in this podcast, we talk about everything and anything about sex and sexuality, love and relationships, because we believe makulay ang buhay sa sinabawang pechay. Hi mga kapechay! Welcome to round 28. This is the 8th episode of our season 3. And uh, tonight we will be talking about BDSM, a topic that so many have been begging for for a while but uh, finally I have the right person to talk um, with about it uh, and without delaying this any further I want to introduce our special guest for tonight. She has been featured on several publications dito sa Philippines. Um, preview magazine, status magazine. She also was a former sex columnist for Scout Mag. She did BDSM performances. She was a nude model. And she is the co-founder and co-host of Now Open PH. Um, it's not just a podcast, in my opinion. It's, it's a great platform to educate uh, the Filipino youth about sex and sexuality, which is what we're trying to do here. Pero I think the more the merrier, kasi ang dami talagang dapat pang maging aware sa different issues and topics about sex. So, hi, Trisha. <laughs> Hello. Si Ms. Trisha Obanon pala. Sorry. Hi. That was like by far the best introduction oh my I've ever gotten. So, <laughs> no. um, thank you. I'm, I'm glad I told you to surprise me with that. <laughs> <laughs> I, thank you. Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First, kung sakaling may nakikinig sa atin tonight who has no clue kung ano yung BDSM, let's start by defining it. What is BDSM? I think. Mahirap kasi siyang i-define in one sentence kasi feeling ko ang dami niyang encompass na things, right? So, how would you define it if someone was to ask you, ano siya? Uh, well, uh, you're right. It, it would take about more than one sentence because BDSM actually stands for three separate things. Technically, it's um, bondage discipline, dominance submission, and sadism masochism. So, th- just those... Uh, three pairings um, that already encompasses so many things. But basically, it is a practice, a sexual practice that usually involves power, play, or pain. And right. a lot of pleasure in some cases. <laughs> so like, I think that's how I would like, just to a random person, describe it as. It's mm. um, power, play, pain, pleasure. Those are like the three Ps of BDSM. <laughs> but Nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it basically covers um, a lot of non-normative sexual practices, um, but they are still slightly different from what we call like fetishes or kinks, right. because you can have a kink that doesn't involve power. So for mm. example, um, if you really like feet, great for you, um, but that doesn't really count as BDSM. <laughs> but things like choking, spanking, uh, degradation, um, yeah, those would all count under BDSM because there's an element of a power dynamic. Right. There's one person who's doing and controlling and then the other person who's submitting and receiving. 
Right. Obeying. Yeah. Obeying. <laughs> oh, In I, some cases. Yeah. Okay. Uh, since yun nga, parang three clusters of definitions, uh, does it mean that to, to, to practice BDSM, you have to have all of those? Oh, not at all. Um, so many people in BDSM. Actually, um, when we talk about uh, playing with other people in the, in the community, um, one of the things you have to look out for is somebody who says they're into everything because there is no chance <laughs> in hell that this person is literally into everything. Like, that's right. impossible, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because there's just so many things that can be covered by the word everything. So most people don't like all of the things. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people might like, just might uh, like bondage and that's all they like. And right. that's totally fine. They're definitely into BDSM. There might be people who, you know, only like um, sadism or masochism and none of the other things. Right. Uh, it's just they get clumped together because um, being into one thing sometimes does entail being into other things. For example, if you're really into sadism, then you might be into bondage because that's a way to inflict pain. Yeah. You know, but it's not necessary. Uh, but you can also practice bondage in a way that doesn't inflict pain. So just because mm. you're into bondage right. doesn't mean you're a sadist. Yeah. So these often go hand in hand, which is why they're clumped together. And chances are, if you're into one thing, you're probably into the other things too, mm. because you're open-minded and freaky yeah. and trying to <laughs> you yeah. know, try new things. But it doesn't have to be. And again, right. nobody is. Yeah. So walang rules na kaset. Now you have to do all of this to be considered, no. you know. Okay. Okay. Okay, so, so I'd recommend trying everything, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. I well, wouldn't say you have to do or like all of it. Right. Because you don't you won't know if you like something unless you try. <laughs> I don't know. I like are there things um you have to try first? Like for example, I know that I don't want to do scat play, um, which is not BDSM, but you know, um still <laughs> something that I don't have to try to yeah, know yeah. that I don't want to try it <laughs> but that's just the personal thing so right, yeah i right, wouldn't say that right, you have to try uh-oh. everything um but most things um are worth a shot even like a baby version of it right i mean yeah i mean i think everyone would have some idea of things that would probably turn them on and things that won't so i don't know oh yeah absolutely like um if it's something that you hear about um, or see in a movie or mm. whatever, or read and you're yeah. just like, ooh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> like they, there are certain tells that you know with yourself. So yeah, I, you don't have to try everything once, but um, mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's helpful to at least learn about it because that's how you figure that out. Right, right. Okay, let's debunk some myths, I guess. Uh, many people believe that BDSM is linked with a person's um, history. Like, yung tao na yun has violence or abusive behaviors in his past life or even currently. Um, and sabi nila, it's the reason why some people get into BDSM. What, will they, what do you have to say about that? Uh, I certainly do think that a lot of people with trauma 
women have been sexually assaulted or whatever. So the chances of somebody practicing somebody and having trauma is like, it's, it's almost an inevitability. So, uh, but I, mm. there are still a lot of people in the community who've never gone through anything um, that could be construed as trauma or abuse. And they're still there. Uh, there's no direct right. link saying that uh, if you've been abused, yeah. you will be into BDSM or everybody with BDSM has this in common. Yeah, so just because someone is is practicing BDSM doesn't mean that they have to enjoy abuse or being abused in real life. Um, and sometimes I think this is a, this is, I know, it has to do something with stereotypes. Like you won't know, means maybe the person next to you in a restaurant is into, you know, dominance and submission. As far as I, I believe, like, based on physical appearance, you, you couldn't say, I think, because it's, it's something that happens in the privacy of the bedroom. Oh, yeah. There was this really great... Um photo series, I guess that's what it's called. Uh, this photographer went to some kind of kink event. It could have been a pride march where for some reason the BDSM community is also there. Um, yeah. But or it was something. It was an event with lots of kinky people and they, they're dressed in kinky outfits with the leather and the gimps and, and all of the, right. the whole yeah. all the belt, basically. <laughs> and then he asked them to come back uh -huh a few days later look like and um we're like we're also interested in these things and i i don't know if people have like a certain idea of a bdsm practitioner in their mind but i don't know if we look like it um maybe when i'm all dressed up and out sometimes i do look like it but um but usually right uh they're just they're they're people next to you. They're mothers, fathers, bankers, lawyers, doctors. They're everywhere. Right. Because right. I was thinking, parang may um, stereotype na the 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 dom or the the sadist has to be a girl wearing all leather and heels and stockings and all that. Or if it's a guy, like dapat he's wearing a tie. You know, <laughs> parang all black suit. Parang yun yung ano eh, di ba? <laughs> yun yung pinortray ng media, probably, or or porn. <laughs> yeah. But a lot of people say it's not like that. <laughs> Honestly, I do love black as a color. Um, most of my mm -hmm. clothes are black, mm -hmm. and that's just a preference. But I always wondered: is it easier yeah. to make latex and all these things in black, like? Because why isn't anyone making pastel pink latex? Like, I'm sure there's a demand right. for that. Um, and honestly, uh, you don't even have to wear point. latex. <laughs> isn't latex like a fetish also? Yeah, like, um, it's, it's, too, it's way too hot to wear latex in this country. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, I haven't tried. And like, just hearing from the people <laughs> I know who've worn latex, like, it takes so long to get mm -hmm. in. You know, and I'm like, oh, no, no thank you. Um, and honestly, it does feel kind of nice to be in an outfit. I think the outfits really help with getting into a mindset. Because when you're practicing right. BDSM, you have to get into a headspace uh, as the top yeah. to prepare. And also as the bottom 
to also physically and emotionally prepare for what you're about to receive. And uh, the ritual of getting into different outfits uh, can really help put you in that mind space. So uh, when I practice with somebody new who's never done it before, part of the ritual I make them do is I make them choose like an outfit or nothing, you know, uh, but basically a not normal state uh, to get them into the zone. Um, Another misconception is that um, yung mga sub or yung mga bottom, they have to say yes all the time. Is this true? That would be a bad sub and a bad top. Honestly, it's a worse <laughs> top. I would blame it on the yeah. top. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, like that's like a huge red flag. If a dominant tells you um, you have to say yes to everything, like a blanket consent, that is a bad dom. That person's mm-hmm. not a dom. They're just power tripping. Um, so right. run away. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I think generally, if it's a sub saying that they will literally submit to anything, that's also a flag for me as a top. Um, if I'm topping, because again, like there's no person who's into everything. And as a dom, right. one of my primary goals as a dom is to make sure that the person I'm doming is enjoying themselves. And sure, there's something to be said right. about um, deriving pleasure from completely submitting. Like, even if this person mm-hmm. doesn't particularly enjoy, let's say, spanking, but they're letting me do it because it's uh, me exerting control, that's fine too. But a blanket consent is impossible, unsustainable, and really, really prone to mm. you know, being abused. So I'd say that even if you're in a right. 24-7 complete submission thing, there's still boundaries to that. And you're not going to say right. yes to everything. So no, subs shouldn't and and should not be expected to say right. yes to everything. I think everyone, kahit BDSM or not, consent is still the first thing paren, the priority. And doms or subs can still pick and choose which activities they are and aren't interested in participating. And I also think na it could also depend hindi lang dun sa activity but like with the partner. Like I could say yes to this person sa activity na to and then another person I'm not comfortable doing it with that person could still be a yes or no thing. So ayun. Oh yeah, absolutely. And like, and even if um, let's say uh, it's a thing in the BDSM community to have play parties. Uh, every like a lot of the people mm-hmm. locally know each other. I think most BDSM scenes, if you go anywhere, um, there is a community and they they hang out, they play together. I've been to a few mm-hmm. play parties here, and you'll have a bunch of doms with their subs, and you're allowed to play with their subs, right? Um, but obviously they've gotten consent beforehand and they will even tell you, oh, this Mm -hmm. sub likes this, this sub says no to this. So even when you're renting, (laughs) leasing out your sub, (laughs) their needs and their consent matters. Right. I I wanted to try to visit or watch (laughs) so uh, clubs because uh, this coworker of mine, like, unsolicited ha she showed me pictures of her engaging in role play and i was like wow 
and she was talking about it. Tapos, and I said, okay, I I think I wanna visit some of these sa Manila. Uh, but then the pandemic happened, so I never gotten around to it. Yeah, no, they're super fun. Like I don't know if we, we do we have clubs here. I'm not that involved in the local scene. As far as I know, it's just play parties and. Mm. They usually like rent a hotel or an event right. space or something, and it's by invite only. Mm. Yeah, so it's uh, kind of ridiculous. But if you go to other countries, like Amsterdam, yeah. oh my gosh! <laughs> if I could move to Amsterdam and just like apprentice under right. a mistress or something, oh, oh my gosh, that would, that would make my life. Yeah. Speaking of that, parang so super random in the work meeting last week. Biglang for an icebreaker, people asked, uh, what's your ultimate travel destination? And I and I said Amsterdam. <laughs> Just because, you Not know. Not at all. Um, the cheese. <laughs> the cheese is good. Uh. Yeah. Anyway, but I guess the one, you know. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> it's like three okay. reasons to go to Amsterdam. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, ito pa. Another stereotype, I think. Kapag BBDSM ka, is it a requirement na may whips and chains na involved? I mean, they're a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they 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 do enhance the play, but uh, BDSM has nothing to do with the implements that you use. You can be a very very effective dominant by just using your words. And yeah. using random shit you find around the house. My friend, who's a dominatrix, likes to call them pervertibles. Oh my god! Okay. Yeah, these are like random household items that you can quote unquote pervert and use for perverted purposes. So, like, just like literally look around your room, right? Um, and then you can pick out like at least ten things mm-hmm. and like creative ways to use them. So we love to use books; they're great. Uh, <laughs> They're great for uh, hitting. Right. Um, like, I, I've used the Bible once. That was kind of Because uh-huh. it's very blasphemous. Uh-huh. <laughs> or like you're reading from the Bible out loud while right. reading. Oh, like, my that's, God. That's, that's really good. Um, <laughs> you know, you can use clothes you already own to, to bind somebody. Right. Um, if you're into like water torture or whatever, that's mm-hmm. cool. You know, there's just so many things you can use around the house. And again, your words, your words are like the most powerful thing yeah. you use as a dominant. And it's more often than not words. Yeah, get I have you. to agree. Super powerful than words. Some people have no idea. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Like <laughs> seeing somebody cry in front of you for the first time just because of words that you've used. It's like, yeah. wow, <laughs> it's, it feels <laughs> yeah oh my god how important is it to say um say i'm a first timer with i've never tried anything how important is it for me to do research and to prepare mentally and physically before i engage in any form of bdsm play like you know how Whenever you want to do something for the first time, like you want to cook or you want to change a tire or whatever, <laughs> or replace the RAM in your laptop, which I did recently, 
you know, you, you look up YouTube tutorials, right? Right. You read about it to make sure you're not fucking shit up and you're going to burn your house down or like your laptop more or whatever. Right? These are just things that you do. Why wouldn't you apply the same thing to BDSM? I think it's so important to do research. I did mm-hmm. research on BDSM for years, honestly, before I uh, did anything about it. It was more like a curiosity, but I read up a lot right. about it. And if you're doing BDSM, there's, that's like another person's physical and psychological and emotional well-being in your hands. Mm. And that's like way more important than your laptop or your kitchen. <laughs> so I think it's really, really important <laughs> to do your research. Uh, there's, it can go wrong in a lot of ways. And oh, that's yeah. Where, that's really where the bad rep of BDSM mm-hmm. um, comes from. It's from people who are either like extremely manipulative and abusive and awful and they're using BDSM as a disguise or right. it's just people who don't know what the fuck they're doing and then they're hurting people left and right and they don't even yeah. know um, yeah. because they're arrogant it's really the arrogance of ignorance I'd mm. say um, because the more you get into it the more careful you become the more yeah uh, like a lot of the really serious practitioners I know they've taken medical courses they've taken courses on anatomy science yeah. uh, because they want to know exactly how what they're doing is affecting you mm-hmm. and they want to know the best ways to mitigate the risks and to right. stop you from like having any In- kind of long damage yeah it's very very important yeah it's very well said <laughs> sobra as i i think the first time i tried it there was some in- were some injuries although minor lang but then um the difference i think is uh we both kind of recognized right away na oh maybe sumobra tayo sa ganito sa ganyan and next time ganito ganyan so now we always have first aid kits <laughs> yes very good one yeah very good to have first aid kits yeah. on standby like right mm-hmm. there uh, when I do rope I have a pair of uh, safety scissors All right um, in case I need to cut it anything. Right, right. I've never had to but mm-hmm. um just in case, because I've seen it happen. I've seen it needing to be done. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like research also helps you understand which injuries are urgent and which are fine. Because, mm-hmm. you, you know, if you do any kind of yeah. physical play, you'll get bruises, you'll get right. burn. Right, right. Um, but it's the difference between discomfort and like mm. pinching a nerve and then losing all feeling. And Oh my God, yeah. Uh, <laughs> or like even knowing how to choke properly is so important. Uh. Like I see these diagrams going around Twitter and I'm very happy about it because um, people love choking and yeah. um, choking has become kind of mainstream now. Yeah. But because of that, like so many people don't take precautions. Like they're squishing mm. the windpipe here in the right. middle of your throat when you should be pressing in on the sides. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but a lot of people don't know that. They just kind of like put their hand, their hand oh, on somebody's throat right. and squeeze. Uh, but that can be very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I love that that's going mm-hmm. around because yeah. Yeah, small things that you wouldn't even think of. Uh, these are things that you will come upon when you research and they'll make you a better dominant. They'll make you better at what you do. And they'll, they'll really prevent anybody from dying, which is extremely important. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Because I think even with um, really simple toys, like um, whips and ropes, you could hurt someone. Like with rope play, I think if you tie the person the wrong way, 
like serious injuries yung haharapin niyo. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like even like where you tie and where you yeah. put your knots are important. Mm-hmm. And put them on major arteries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, because you're gonna cut off blood flow and that's mm-hmm. really bad. So yeah, um, these things are very very risky. Like nobody is saying that these are perfectly safe. You know, yeah. uh, no one's saying that. Never, no one's ever been injured ever. Even if mm. you've been absolutely careful, these things, mistakes happen um, with mm. anything, but especially in BDSM, uh, and especially if you don't know what you're doing. So, if you're planning on doing it, um, I really recommend erring on the side of caution. Like, don't be like bahala na, pwede na yan. No, like, no, no this no. is like the one place that you cannot pwede na bahala na yan. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so speaking of educating oneself. Meron ka bang suggestions for reliable info and other resources about BDSM for our listeners na beginners? Well, I'd say if you're interested in rope, the best local resource for it is Shibari PH um, run by one of my very good friends. Uh, he also sells rope, so that's good. Oh, and I know okay. they have stuff in stock because I bought some during this quarantine. Cool. Uh, before the pandemic, they would have workshops and meetups. Um, he also does one-on-one consultations. If you want to do that, he's really great. Okay. Um, extremely practiced. Cool. And yeah, so he's a good resource. Uh, for general BDSM, I would recommend uh, Domina Chase's Humanistic BDSM. So she was actually our first guest. Yeah. Bonga. Uh, <laughs> I remember. Yes, I got <laughs> But um. Yeah, no, she's wonderful too. Uh, she, I don't think she's professional, but she's practiced extensively abroad mm-hmm. and here. And now she runs this lovely community of people around the world. And her focus is on humanistic BDSM. So I really recommend that because okay. a, there's, a lot, there's a lot of resources online about how to do things, um, like technicalities, like don't hit here or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But I love her because she has a core philosophy Right. behind her BDSM where it's humanistic it's supposed to mm-hmm. be life enriching so uh, I recommend that as a good starting place because it doesn't just make you better like skills wise but also ethics wise cool okay I'll, I'll put the links sa notes below so be sure to check those out it's funny because we were actually talking about Chibari kanina ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so okay um, since we're in the realm of safety and um, being prepared, what can you say about safe words? Uh, yes, I don't know. It's like a yes or no question. Um, absolutely, <laughs> yes. Um, I honestly believe in the power of safe words, not just in BDSM, but in life. Um, mm. It's very good to have safe words um, with your friends, with your partners, or like so, like an out of like uh, I need a right. break, right? Like just very a shorthand for yeah. let's pause. Um, I'm not feeling great. That's just a general nice thing to have in life, and I really learned that from BDSM mm-hmm. because for the first time I was like I can express how something is not going the way I want to and then the mm-hmm. other person has to listen to me. That's amazing. Like, you don't get that in real life all the time. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Like, in, in BDSM, that is extremely important because you want a safe word that is not 
something you'd normally say. Yeah. Right? Like stop is a terrible safe word. No, no, no. No is a terrible safe word. Uh, so it has to be something that you don't say so that the other part, it's very clear to the yeah. other partner um, that you don't want this anymore. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they have to listen to you, a boundary being crossed. So it won't pr protect you from a terrible person not listening to your safe word, right. but having it there, it really allows you to be free mm -hmm. and know that no matter uh, at which point you can say stop, like for real yeah. stop. Yeah. And it is that trust that makes for really good play. It, it's that trust that allows you to explore things you normally wouldn't. Yeah. feel safe exploring yep. uh, because you you have you have a card get out of jail free card in yeah. case so uh -uh. absolutely have a safe word I'll even recommend having multiple safe words for multiple things uh, the general is the stop safe word and yeah. then the slow down safe word mm -hmm. um, you can even be the other kind of person and have an affirmative safe word where so it's not really, I guess it's sort of still like a safe word but if you keep saying it then it's still okay oh, um, okay gets okay yeah. And then yeah. I also recommend having a safe gesture, which is not a safe word because it's not verbal. Because let's say you're being gagged right. or whatever, um, then you need a different way to communicate. Right. Yeah. You can't okay. talk. So um, like squeezing right. the hand a certain way, like three squeezes on the hand. Right, right. Yeah. Or some people even do this thing where they hold on to an object Mm. And then as long as they're holding on to it, it's fine. Uh -huh. But when they drop it, then you stop. Okay. Cool. So there are different ways to manifest, to just communicate your safe word. Right. Um, but I recommend having all of these because, yeah, like, why would you? It's like wearing a seatbelt and also yeah. having your airbags. Right. Multiple layers of yeah, protection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Okay. I'm learning so much. <laughs> Uy, commercial break muna tayo mga kapechay. Gusto ko lang magpa-thank you sa support niyo with each season and each episode. If you enjoy this podcast, you can support us by doing things that you already do and enjoy anyway, without any added cost on your end. The Pechay Show has partnered with Lazada and Shopee. Click the links sa show notes below or sa social media post kung saan niyo nabalitaan ang episode na to. Wala kaming binibentang products but with each purchase that you make using these Lazada and Shopee links, you help us gain commission and in doing so, help the Pechay Show keep on going. Maraming salamat mga kapechay! And now, back to our episode. I'm trying not to talk about that movie. <laughs> that... I mean, we can totally talk about that movie. But, okay, I'm just gonna ask. <laughs> Is it... <laughs> I we all know what movie you're talking about. I don't want to, actually. Um, is it always as spontaneous as Hollywood portrays it to be? The thing about that movie is that they did get some things right. Um, they did get the whole negotiating with a contract right. a little yeah. bit right. What they didn't get right is that they didn't even agree on a contract and they already started doing things. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yeah. I guess technically it is possible to do BDSM on kind of a whim, but especially if it's your first time or you're very, very new to it, I would not recommend that. I would barely even recommend it for people who are experienced but are playing with a new person because 
it, it's like having sex with a new person. They're, they're completely different from everyone else you've ever slept with. Yeah. So you have to get to know them, learn their uh, limits, uh, learn really what makes them tick. And that takes time. That takes mm -hmm. time and a lot of talking. So the times that I have done BDSM spontaneously were with people I had al I already trusted uh, right. because they were friends and I've known them for years. Mm -hmm. uh, we've already talked at length about BDSM. Yeah. Uh, they know what I like. I know what they like. And then when, when we say spontaneous, it was more like, oh, I guess we'll do it tonight then. Mm -hmm. um, but it was, it's not like completely spontaneous because we've had sort of years of prep. So uh, I don't think it's something that you can do spontaneously. It obviously depends on the kind of BDSM that you're doing. If you're doing some mild spanking and calling somebody a bitch or a slut, right. you don't really need too much uh, preparation for stuff like that. But if you go into ropes, um, paddles, yeah implements or or even like slightly more intense degradation like mm -hmm. that is a no for me unless we've talked about this and you know me and i know you mm. yeah i have to agree because it like in your mind it's it, it's something that um really hot right that was when when you get in the mood or just you 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 get into a mindset Nah, okay, it's the right time to do this. And then I asked my my girl to say to tie me up. Tapos she got riled up because that's really hot, right? So she got the stuff. That's <laughs> antagal. Like I think it was our first time using that contrap specific contraption, and it took a, a really long time. <laughs> so think in the always your spontaneity ng BDSM isn't as spontaneous as regular sex oh no it takes a while to tie yeah. somebody up yeah. like honestly i get so tamad like <laughs> i love it i do but like yeah. um sometimes when you really want to have sex and you want to incorporate because i've i've had i've done bdsm that involved zero sex um mm. i had a friend who was also a dominatrix and i was like hey can i try that and right. then she tied me up you know she hit me did not um touch me in any sexual way that was not our relationship at all mm -hmm. she was a friend period right um but when you do want to incorporate it as part of like sex um i don't know like it takes me like an hour to tie somebody up yes. completely <laughs> and you're just like and then you have to sit down and you have to drink some water and you're like yeah. wait <laughs> so you're sweating yeah. that <laughs> yeah the fowies is so real You're oh my god <laughs> That's also partly why I love blindfolds because I, I put the blindfold on them so they can't see me like, like you know, like um, getting a towel and just like wiping all my sweat away and then like sitting. Right, 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 right. It's <laughs> you know, <laughs> blindfold so that they get the mystery. It's really cute. Like, parang every 10 minutes, are you okay? Are you still okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, with the right person, it could still be a really great experience. But definitely, it, it does take preparation. Uh, let's talk about communication a little bit. During, before, and after. Why is it important? Uh, well, it's really important because a lot of things can come up during, right? Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of, you could unearth some trauma accidentally <laughs> right. or, um, you know, you could accidentally hurt this person or you might get carried away and want to do something else to them that they haven't agreed to. So the communication before... Um, is extremely important because you can free up your brain to not 
think right. about those things as you're mm-hmm. going. Like uh, when you embark on any kind of plan, like let's say you're writing something, you structure it first, you lay out an outline, right? It's kind of mm-hmm. the same with BDSM. I have outlines before I do things. I don't plan every second because um, that's also impossible, but it at least helps you come up with a flow. Um, mm-hmm. You can agree on the acts that you're going to do and then you don't deviate from that. Mm-hmm. Um, like you're not going to suddenly introduce like electric play. Right. Surprise. <laughs> uh, here's a cattle prod. <laughs> or whatever. You know, like that's, and that's shocking to the other person too. Like they weren't right. able to prepare for it. Mm-hmm. So as a top, it's important to do that so that you're also free to... Enjoy. Like, yeah, you're free to enjoy because you're not busy. Um, yeah, okay, but okay, yeah, okay, but is this fine? Like, I don't yeah, yeah, yeah. know. Um, and then as a sub, it also frees you up to again just sit back, relax because you know that there's nothing coming yeah. your way. That you don't you have, have to worry all the time. No. Exactly. Like, oh, I mean, like, obviously, part of being a sub is that whole, um, ooh, what are they going to do next? But yeah. you're not worried that they're going to suddenly bring in a third person and you, you know, you're not worried about all of the uncertainties of the future. You're only worried about what you're already prepared for. Right. Um, because it does take a little bit to get into the space uh, as a sub, because I'm a switch. So I've been both. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a sub for three-ish, four years, and then I started learning how to talk. Uh, so I've seen both sides of the coin. Right. And the preparation is so important for the sub because you know what to do beforehand to maximize your experience. Mm-hmm. So if you're not in a great place that day, maybe you can tell them, hey, don't talk about my weight because I'm feeling kind of bloated. Right. If you say something, it's going to hurt me too much. Mm. You know, it's going to hurt me in a not fun way. Um, You can talk about past traumas, like uh, if you have a trigger word that you absolutely want them to avoid. And if you don't talk about that, the other person can't read your mind. Like, let's say, what if being called baby girl unearths some weird trauma in your past? They don't know that, so they might hurt you. Uh, So that's important. During, very important because people aren't mind readers. Mm -hmm. Even if your top is supposed to be, you know, try to be empathetic and try to read the room and whatever you still have to be able to communicate your desires because mm-hmm. what if you change your mind? What if you yeah. realize this is going way too far? Consent can be withdrawn at any point. Yeah. Uh, but how can you express that if you're not communicating? Mm-hmm. Uh, same for the top. It's the top's responsibility to try and communicate with you during. So as you were saying, that you check in every, every 10 minutes or so. That's a, that's a good practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you check in on them. You see if they're still okay. You yeah. check um, if you're being tied up, you check their hands um, to see if they can still grip, which means that they still have blood flow. Right. Um, you check their temperature to make sure you're also not um, yeah, yeah. constricting. Exactly. Um, so, and you're checking to see if they can still take the hits because obviously the longer you go, the less they can take. So mm. these are all very important things to communicate during. And the communication after, I think is probably the most important because even yeah. if you fuck up, in the first two stages of communication, yeah. the, the after is your saving grace. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like, okay, so we messed up um, or whatever. <laughs> and then you can talk about after you can get feedback, you can see what you need to do better. Um, yeah. But most of all, you can console each other. You can, right. um, aftercare is important because what it does is it brings you back from your subspace or your top mm. space. And it takes you back to the normal world. Yeah. So um, it's about 
um, yeah, normalizing your condition. That means physically and emotionally. So let's say I called you a dumb bitch mm-hmm. in, in bed. Like, I obviously don't think you're a dumb bitch in real life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell you uh, right. everything I said during that is just during the session. Yes. You're a good person. You're amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, blah, blah, blah. So it helps them normalize and come back to a healthy, happy, functioning state. So that is absolutely important because the after the aftercare, that communication is what draws the line between BDSM and abuse. Right. Because an abuser will just leave you there. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. (laughs) Uh, But a BDSM practitioner would bring you a blanket, would make you tea, would ask you what you need to feel normal again. (laughs) Yeah. That was actually my next question, you know, aftercare. Because surprisingly, some people don't know about it. Not not just uh, BDSM. Because I think it's important even in regular sex. Oh, yeah. Right? It could be in the form of cuddles or, you know, just talking. But most importantly, sa ganitong setup, right? Kasi it's a very intense, and physically and emotionally, very intense experience for, for both. Lalo na sa sub, probably. It's good to consider it as a parang part siya ng buong process, tapos siya yung wrap-up. Yeah. Stage. Yeah, you're right. It definitely brings out a lot of intense feelings physically mm-hmm. and emotionally. I honestly would liken BDSM a lot to drugs in a way. Uh, right. Because the endorphin kick that you get from BDSM is very similar to the endorphin kick you get from right. drugs. <laughs> uh, even the idea of a subspace and a top space, it's kind of like being high on drugs. Yeah. Um, and then when you're high on drugs, because you're your um, hormones are producing so much mm, crap. Um, you know, you have to take a couple of days to recover, right? right because right, right. Um, your body is still recovering and your brain is recovering from what you've just put it through. It's the same with BDSM. You right. need a little bit of time. Might not be a couple of, for some people, it might be a couple of days. Who knows? If it's particularly <laughs> yeah. intense. I've personally never taken more than like 24 hours, but mm-hmm. um, that's me. Some people mm-hmm. might feel it for a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so aftercare is just really to make sure that, yeah, everybody, it, there's no long-term damage. Right. And also aftercare is a, ga- a great time to, you know, assess physical injuries and see yeah. if you need to go to a hospital <laughs> Actually, or something. <laughs> oh my God. I remember we were doing aftercare while we were talking, like, you know, evaluation um, stage, she was icing my body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, put in creams and yeah, you know. Oh, yeah. There's some aloe vera for that. Um. Right, right. So, at the same time, you get you get to talk about it if there were any parts that you didn't like or too painful, ganyan, and stuff like that. Yeah, so, and it also helps you reestablish trust so that you can yes. do it again. Because if somebody yeah. just leaves you after, I would never play with them again. Like, oh my you God, left no. me. Why would I play with you? No, no, no. Hit and run. <laughs> Hit and run. <laughs> I'm gonna call it that now. <laughs> okay, cool. Thank you. There's another myth. Sabi nila, people who do BDSM are all polyamorous. Is it? Uh, true? I would say that the chances of you being polyamorous are a little bit higher. There's a higher incidence of polyamory in the BDSM community. Or maybe not polyamory, but um, non-monogamy. 
because mm. uh, one dominant may be playing with multiple subs, including right. in a sexual way. I don't know. They won't always have an emotional relationship, mm. um, but it does happen a lot. Um, but there's plenty of monogamous people who do right. BDSM only with their partners. Mm -hmm. There's also a higher incidence of being queer in the kink community. Yeah. Um, there's a lot more people who are LGBTQ, uh, still lots of straight people, but uh, it's just a nice, diverse mix. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess it makes sense because if you're open to kink, it does mm. make you more likely to try all Probably, these Probably, yeah. We kind of touched about this kanina, but let's talk about toys. What are the different kinds of toys and accessories that people could use? Maybe not enumerate everything but kung categories para may idea yung um, listeners natin. Alright, well I guess the first category would be like restraints. So mm -hmm. these are anything that you use to restrain a person um, to themselves, to an, uh, whatever. You can use obviously your ropes, your silk ties, <laughs> uh, bandanas. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, you can use a lot of things to restrain a person. Um, you have your hitting implements. Uh, these are your paddles, canes, books, um, <laughs> whatever, tennis racket if you have, I don't know, <laughs> random stuff <laughs> in your house. Um, you have like your electrical playthings, mm. uh, which are your cattle prods, wands. Uh, I don't have any of those if anyone wants to buy me one. Um, <laughs> Christmas take now. your donation uh, <laughs> uh, then you just have like random torture implements um, like there's this one called the Wartenberg wheel where it looks like a pizza cutter um, oh okay so yeah I think it's called yeah like medical play that's another that's really popular in the BDSM community so uh, just random medical implements apparently <laughs> uh, scalpels and things yeah um, honestly, the, it's really essential to be creative in BDSM. Yeah. You have to be very, very creative to get into it, um, and to sustain it because, you know, you run out of ideas at some point. So yeah. toys are, you know, pervertibles. That's why they're called pervertibles because if you have a dirty enough mind, um, right. anything can be used for anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just have right, to like, be creative. <laughs> like if you have like a piece of Tupperware, you can make the other person eat on the floor. Like, bam, donation, right? right? Like, right. so easy. <laughs> like that. And I think, no una, I was stressing about, oh, I don't have this. I don't have that. But then, parang, no, just forget about it. Whatever we find, we could use. And it's gonna be just as awesome. Oh, yeah, I, I honestly don't bring out a lot of my stuff all the time. Um, partially because some of them are flimsy. Like, I've broken mm. a riding crop. Um, <laughs> You know, like, I don't want to wash rope all the time, so I tend to not use them. <laughs> I, I just use random stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> what, what about if you're in a serious relationship, but so far you've not tried any BDSM stuff, but you're thinking about it, and parang as it grows on, you're considering introducing it into your relationship. How do you bring that up as a partner? Well, ideally, if you have a partner and you're a serious relationship, you've already established some kind of honest communication because if mm -hmm. you haven't, what are you doing in this relationship? <laughs> um, do it now for other reasons. <laughs> Not just BDSM, like your life, please. Right. But, um, <laughs> so if you've already established that, then it should be really easy to bring up. It's just, mm -hmm. it's just a simple... 
hey, so, you know, um, I would be kind of interested in trying out, you know, spanking or choking. Because, like, if you say you're interested in BDSM, you're probably already thinking about certain acts. You're not thinking about right. it in general. Mm. You're thinking about, oh, I want to be tied up or mm. I want to try calling you dirty names in bed. Mm. or something like that so we'll say oh, okay yeah that's fine uh, <laughs> that sounds reasonable yeah. uh and i would always recommend to start small it can be very very tempting to to do go everything. all out <laughs> do everything in one go and that's that's hard uh, uh it's hard it's unrealistic um and it puts a lot of pressure on everyone so try things like one or two at a time right um and go softly so I would recommend like even practicing outside of bed. Uh, for example, if you want to do choking, just be like, oh, like, okay. Like practice on yourself, practice on somebody else. Um, right. Or if you want to try slapping, uh, practice slapping, uh, introduce it slowly, uh, focus on like the ass first, because that's like mm -hmm. an easy place to slap and then increase the hit, like the strength. Yeah and the distance and the force, then you can try other parts like the face. Mm. You know, I, I do recommend practicing um, when it comes to hitting, just generally practicing your aim is very good <laughs> because <laughs> I have seen it happen. <laughs> I have seen it happen in, in oh front of my God. very eyes. <laughs> A person who's never hit anybody before tried to slap two people in the face and then she got into their eyes. Oh no. It's like, oh my God, girl, what are you doing? Stop oh, it. No. Stop it before somebody gets blind. Oh my gosh. <laughs> because when you're in the heat of it, like you'll just be right. slapping, you know, yeah, with yeah. no care and then you will hit somebody in the eye. So, uh, or the ear. The ear is, I think, even worse for me. Oh, yeah. Like I lost yeah. hearing for like two minutes. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Back. <laughs> oh my God. But I was so scared. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just like practice very slowly. Um, and then again, mm -hmm. establish your safe words so that mm -hmm. it's uh, chill. And of course, um, always leave that door open where it's like, if this isn't what you want, we can stop. We can try something else. Yep. Um, and yeah, so talk, <laughs> talk yeah. and practice. Yeah, assess tolerance, kumbaga. <laughs> yeah, before you like, amp it up. <laughs> right, like if you're starting to drink, you don't start with 10 shots. Right. Start with yeah. a beer and then, oh, I, I kind of like beer, <laughs> but let's try these other things. Or I don't like beer, maybe wine will be better. Right. And you don't okay. go for two bottles of God, so yeah. Exactly. <laughs> let's say they said yes, they're, they're going to try stuff. What? would constitute a healthy BDSM relationship? A healthy BDSM relationship is with someone that you trust your being with because that's yeah. essentially what you're doing. You're putting your well-being into yeah. another person's hands if you're a sub. And mm -hmm. if you're a dom, you're taking somebody else's well-beings mm -hmm. um, into your hands. So mm -hmm. uh, both parties have to be responsible. Uh, I generally would not practice with somebody who I didn't know had their shit together in other respects, I guess. Um, like they, were, they weren't a good person. Uh, but again, if you're in a relationship with this person, I, I hope you've already been screened for. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, that whole uh, radical honesty is something that I learned from BDSM and polyamory. It's just being able to say when something is not working. Mm -hmm. uh, or yeah. if you don't like it, like uh, knowing yourself, knowing mm -hmm. what you're willing to put up with and what your limits are. 
So I guess a healthy BDSM relationship starts with a healthy relationship with yourself. Yeah. As right. with most things. <laughs> As with most things, uh, be a be a full mature human being, mm-hmm. and everything kind of flows from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so radical honesty, but with radical honesty also comes with like radical acceptance, like not taking things personally. Uh, mm. If someone says, "Oh, you're hurting me," or "I don't like that," that wasn't very pleasurable. Don't take it right. to heart because it's not about you. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be because your technique is off, but <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. just a learning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but good BDSM practitioners always take feedback, um, inc- yeah. including doms. Like if you have a dom who never takes any kind of feedback oh, ever no. because they know everything. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. There's always something new to be learned, especially mm-hmm. even if they are like 40 years of practice and you're just right. starting. If mm-hmm. you're a new partner, they have learning to do with you. Right. So you as a person are the absolute authority on yourself. So yes. do not let anybody else tell you otherwise. I think that's that's how you can have a healthy relationship with mm-hmm. SM is by knowing yourself, enforcing your own boundaries, and screening boundaries. partners. Do you know of other uh, misconceptions or myths about uh, BDSM that you feel we have to debunk pa lalo <laughs> today? Uh, well, I think one of the big ones um, is that people who are BDSM practitioners are evil or they're sociopaths oh or God. mentally ill. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like, why, why would you be into that unless there was something wrong with you, right? Right. <laughs> um, but one, there's something wrong with everybody. Uh, <laughs> but also, uh, I do know that studies have shown that people who practice BDSM aren't any more, like, they don't have more social personality disorder or mm. the term is. They, they're, they don't have a higher incidence rate of that. We don't. Um, so there's, we don't have more psychopaths or sociopaths or people with mental illness. <laughs> oh my God. More than the general population. Right. is could it just be na? for this particular person this is the thing that turns them on it's just the thing that they want to do in bed right exactly and bdsm (laughs) has always been about uh playing with taboos playing with um yeah things that society considers Mm. weird or won't talk about in the open like if you want to talk about sociopaths and sadists (laughs) we can talk about ceos of multi-billion dollar companies you know, yeah. but like, <laughs> exactly. Uh, right. So we could talk about that. We could talk about politicians. Uh, we could talk about oh people my God. doing real harm. Right. Oh my God. And no one calls, I mean, like, so, yeah, some people call them out, but not the same people calling out BDSM practitioners for being yeah. shit. So well, I think it, society, no, no, no. I think um, it's just people who, who say these things are, they just feel attacked that their own personal individual belief system is being challenged by more and more people now probably some of them are close to them and they want that to back off to stay taboo because i think they shouldn't be as taboo as they are yeah absolutely and like we have taboos for a reason we have taboos because society said that you know this is you know (laughs) You also have to understand why certain things are taboo. Um, mm. So femdom is a really big thing because we live in a patriarchal society. Yeah. So uh, femdom is all about men wanting to be dominated by strong, powerful women. So many men. Yeah. So it's a taboo we, we play on because of the way society is structured or 
Um, we we like to play with, uh, for example, like electric play or choking things that you know could reasonably kill you if you do it wrong. Right. Because, <laughs> because death is death, fear, anxiety. This is all a taboo in our society. We don't like to talk about it. Right. And uh, BDSM allows you to explore these things um, mm. because they excite you because they're unknown. They're uh, you know, it makes you confront things that you normally wouldn't confront. And that can be very, very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I can understand if people are attacked by that because it does cause you to question like the arbitrariness of certain mm-hmm. dynamics. Like, yeah, why are men always above women? Here, let's, yeah. let's flip the roles and let's see how that works out. And you right. can see that it's completely arbitrary because you can take power in right. any kind of form. So it's like, oh, well, if we can do this in BDSM, maybe we can apply some lessons to, to real life. And people take that as an attack because they are okay with the status quo. And, they yeah. are, and anything that challenges their own power and, and their own status in life obviously makes them scared. Yeah, they're in that good position right now. So don't change anything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm happy. <laughs> I think I talked about this a little bit with um, Coach Franco in a past episode uh, where we talked about the dominance of uh, dynamic. Because I said I'm a switch if it's a girl and a man. Like, I I dominate guys. So, parang she was asking, or he was curious, why do I sub with girls and why do I dom with guys? Because I said, parang in everything in my life, I, like you said, we live in this society now. <laughs> Whether we ad- admit it or not, it's still patriarchal in most things. Kahit, kahit sa jobs, kahit sa yung tingin lang ng kapitbahay mo, right? <laughs> Punta ka ng government office. Tapos, okay, but bakit ikaw yung breadwinner and all that? So, parang it's another, it's taking control and it's also a play on power. I think yung pinaka-main aspect of that. Tapos, when, when that aired, so many guys were like, oh, dominate me, please. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, men do love to be dominated. I also yes. get requests from a lot of men and I'm like, wait lang. <laughs> yeah. Tapos sabihin nila na it's not the norm but I feel like hindi lang siya napag-uusapan as much. Kasi I feel like there's a good percentage of guys who have that kink. Kind of. Oh, yeah. Most of the men I've slept with, and there have been quite a few, have liked to be dominated. They just sometimes won't admit it. <laughs> right. Oh. <laughs> they, they won't say it in so many words, but you oh, get that yeah. kind of vibe from them. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As if nakakapagod yung power in real life. No? <laughs> yeah. And like, that's actually why I wanted to be a sub. Well, partly because I wanted to not. Um, have somebody else's well-being in my hands as a noob so I wanted to experience it first that was partly the reason why I became a sub but yeah. uh, another part is because I exerted so much control in the rest of my life and I, oh I just God. wanted to blank out you know that's, sometimes you just want to zone yes. out <laughs> that's that's exactly what I said about being a sub that was actually it was my co-host from from the previous seasons who first brought it up and then I kind of internalized and reflected na parang, uh, he said, it's because you're so independent. Parang, you know, you're the breadwinner, you're a single parent, tas parang, in everything in life, you have to have control, you have to, co- you have to um, oversee everything. So that's why you, when, when you sob, parang, it's the one place you can let go and just 
have someone else take control. But you so, would never give that control to a man. I know. <laughs> Just like, yeah, man. I can't, I can't. I, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like subbing to men either. I mean, I obviously have, but um, it's not a preference. Now, if there's a guy, yeah, it's not a I preference. generally want to put him in his place. And <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Gadget. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't have any more questions, but do you have any advice or final words to, to people who are either um, they feel curious about it or it's something they want to try soon on their personal sex lives about, you know? Uh, well, I think that the best advice I can do or I can give to anybody who wants to try BDSM for the first time is really do a self-study um, do a lot of inner work first before you even think about bringing it up with somebody else um, because it does make communication a lot easier uh, and so if they ask you that question back you already have a response mm -hmm. um, but yeah it helps you get to know what you want but also why you want it because the why can be very very important and mm -hmm. can change things about um, how you play so for example if you want to dominate someone, do you want them to feel small or do you want to feel bigger than them? Like those are two very different things. Right. Even though they both result in domination, right? Mm -hmm. So just even thinking about the whys of why you like something can illuminate you a lot about yourself right. and can inform your practice going forward. Um, it also really helps to talk to other people who are into similar things. So yeah, those mm -hmm. groups I mentioned, they have very yeah. active communities and you can feel safe talking to them because these are people who have been doing it for years or are actually their, their groups are so big that you'll find other people who are also on the same level, uh, like you know, right. beginners. Um, and yeah, just try to learn as much as you can. Like it's a really fascinating, interesting thing. You can go down a rabbit hole, uh, you can watch <laughs> a bunch of porn, like, it's a fun, it's a fun research topic. So, well, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, just uh, read up, know yourself and always practice with kindness and compassion. That is uh, mm. another thing. Like, even if you're hurting somebody and they're crying in front of you, you still should have compassion, you know, because <laughs> um, like, you know, you want to be a good person and um, you want to make sure that the people you're experiencing this with are also having a good time and it's not just you. So yeah, be a good person. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> is the general life advice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, paglabas mo, still practice kindness, <laughs> and 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 again with the oh yeah, um, with make sure that you, hindi lang ikaw yung nag-enjoy sa 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 play, because at the end of the day, it's about pleasure, right? It's a, it's it's doing things that make you. Um, happy <laughs> happy but you know uh so and also kung magdadom so uh rules siguro kayo always be clear um like what you said kanina with what's too much what's too far outside your comfort zone not just for um the comfort level but also for physical safety actually uh and most importantly uh always practice Honesty, communication, consent, and yung safe words na tips na binigay ni Trisha kanina. Why don't we uh, invite 
people to your podcast and if may other things to plug because you're a very busy yes so uh, you can follow me oh god i, did, I wish i wasn't I, honestly my dream is to just zone out and play video games uh but <laughs> but yeah if you if you want to follow more of me i'm at trisha o'bannon on twitter uh you should also obviously check out now open ph our weekly podcast we have a live video cast tuesdays 9 p.m uh, on Facebook. I know that this isn't airing oh, yeah, on Facebook. Yes. Yeah. So now open page on Facebook, uh, 9 p.m. Tuesdays. You can also catch previous episodes on Spotify, oh, Apple okay. Podcasts. Basically, we distribute to all the major podcast right. networks, Wherever. Uh, podcast platforms. Uh-uh. Wherever <laughs> you listen to podcasts. And uh, we also upload full episodes, uh, including video on YouTube. So you can oh, check okay. out everything pretty much everywhere. Uh, yeah. for now open ph just google now open ph lilito lahat yan for sure i enjoyed this uh, episode too much i think <laughs> parang yes thank you it was really yeah really it, it was really fun listening to someone talk about this and at the same time it's something i really want others to learn more about so yeah i want to thank you again for saying yes oh my god thank you for um, being a guest on our show <laughs> Oh, yeah, I was just waiting for the invite. Oh my god. Like, when is it gonna happen? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I would love to guest on that show. <laughs> really? Could I have it? Oh, yeah, I totally. You're like a little podcast legend. Oh no. No, 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 no. <laughs> I remember when, when I guested on um, The Skeptic and the Rusty na live, you were on the comment section. Tapos sabi ko, oh. oh yeah. No. <laughs> Tapos, I, I think the next week, iko naman yung um, guest nila about. Polyamory. Oh, yeah. So I think, oh my god, yeah. right? no, I'm gonna take my time. <laughs> 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 oh no. <laughs> well, I'm always open to guests again if you ever, I don't know. I oh don't my god. I will not forget <laughs> that. <laughs> okay, thank you.